Shorts. Pods in the Key of Springfield. A subsidiary podcast of Pods in the Key of Springfield. I'm one of your hosts, Nicholas. And I'm James. And I very much doubt I'll keep up this accent for the entire podcast. Uh, tonight we are looking at the forgotten classic Deep Deep Trouble, performed uh, by Nancy Cartwright in the character Bart Bartholomew J. Simpson. Bartholomew J. A underappreciated, misunderstood song that we are going to do a line-by-line analysis of. Yes. To try to unpack the complicated milieu of ideas and themes working through this tortured piece of art. It is definitely torturous, yes. This is James, by the way. This is Nick. Nick N- Nicholas. I've already forgotten my own name. Okay, so let's... Let me read you, Nicholas. Yeah. Some of the lyrics to this song, and you're going to... Accompany you. You're going to accompany me. Yes. What key would you like, sir? C? Sure. C. Marvellous. Why marvellous. not? Yes, marvellous. Marvellous. We are the sea men. <laughs> Wish I hadn't made that joke. I'd really lowered the tone. I'd like to apologise to all our listeners. Are you ready, Nicholas, for uh, yes. Deep Deep Trouble? Deep. Quick, quick question. Bye. Quick question just off the top. Sure. Deep Deep Trouble. D-D-T. Does it have any direct link to the insecticide of the same initialization? And you notice well, I'm and, and you notice I'm very proper and taking this seriously because I called it an initialization, not an acronym, because you don't say it as a word. Well I suppose that a a bug lives its entire life in deep deep trouble, does it in, not? Uh, yes. And yes. in a way is the pesticide not simply an escape from that trouble. And now to explore these themes further. And we, so we too is Bart's trouble. Uh, a form uh, of escape. So too is Bart's trouble, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Introductions aside, let's move right along. Yes. You can all sing along at the sound of the gong. Gong. (laughs) Once upon a time, (coughs) about a week ago, all of a sudden, trouble started to grow. Alarm was buzzing, I was snoozing. Supposed to get up now, but I was refusing. To let reality become an intrusion. Cause in dreamy dreamland, I was cruising. But the buzz kept buzzing, my head kept buzzing. Gave the radio a throw and heard an explosion. Opened my eyes and to my surprise, there stood Homer and his temperature rising. I was chilling. He was yelling. Face all distorted, cause he was propelling. It wasn't what he said, but more of his tone. The usual jive. Put your nose to the grindstone. I'd like to take a break to speak about what we've heard so far. Yes. So, Bartholomew J. Simpson, we understand, is a rambunctious genius child, misunderstood in his own time, much as this song. Yes, And let's not been... forget, he is indeed the protagonist of this piece. Yes, this is a real uh, 
builds builds rum. What's that word for the the thing? Build and trying. <laughs> yes. Panicked look around the room, followed by yes, was wonderful. I'm sorry, I meant the panic in your eyes then as you sought to confirm the word from my thesaurus-like brain. In many ways, this is a song about a young man, or a young boy, becoming the man that he must become. It's a journey of self-discovery. But says that, uh... The alarm was buzzing and he was snoozing. He was supposed to get up, but he doesn't want reality to become an intrusion. Yes. And isn't that really what The Simpsons is all about? Is The Simpsons not oh. a fantasy that we as the viewer escape into when we watch these colourful characters dancing around on our screen? More than that, it serves as an allegory for life. I mean, I I don't know about you, but my my entire purpose on some days is just to... Just for for a brief moment to block out the never-ending existence of exist uh, the never-ending fuck fuck to simply stay in dreamy dreamland Dre- yes dreamy dreamland but the buzz keeps buzzing oh that's the, the al- buzz that's the alarm the buzz keeps buzzing it keeps bloody buzzing some mornings I tell you what you need some for mornings that. you can't stop that fucking buzzing I tell you what you need though what do you need son bit of DDT <laughs> Knock, knock that little bloody buzzer right out. Wouldn't hurt. Would oh, not hurt. Oh no, it hurt the buzzer. So we're introduced to this this young lad, this young yes. Bartholomew. Yes, Bartholomew. And we understand that his is not an easy life. Could you, could you fetch me a brandy? <laughs> Sorry, I'm really getting into this voice. <laughs> he simply. Wishes to remain in his state of dreaming, but the reality More of the that, patriarchal wishes, figure of his family... Uh, fuck. More than that, he wishes to remain completely anonymous. So his father, his father, this gruff Homer figure... Would you say that Homer's somewhat of a father figure? Yes, I would, Kent. Yes. Homer, of course, is the, the poet behind the Odyssey and the Iliad. We think of Homer... And his portrayal of Odysseus as the father figure, the absent father figure, who ultimately leaves Telemachus behind. Telemachus. <laughs> as he ventures out to uh, compete in the Olympics and defeat the Cyclops and fuck that woman on an island for a while. I think there may be some interesting parallels that arise later in the song. I believe we should keep going, yes. Yes. So, also, is this actually going to be a short episode? Is- Seems like we're setting this one up to take a fucking long time. I said, I'm real sorry, but that didn't cut it. I started to protest, but Dad said, Shut it! Get up! Mow the lawn! Move it on the double! Because if you don't, you're in deep, deep trouble. Now, our hero has been threatened at this point. His father figure has emerged... He has taken exception to Bart's simple desire to remain in his dreamlike state. His dreamy dreamland. Bart simply wishes to extend his childhood. He wishes to remain in this in this state where dreams are possible. And and more than this, he gets a bleak look into the world of adulthood, as he already has a competing set of priorities. I think you'll find in the first verse they set it up as being a school day, a day when one, one must attend the institution of rules and learning. And then his father figure comes in. His father, indeed, mm. the father figure, comes in and says, 
have mow the lawn. What's a boy to do? Go to school, mow the lawn? I want to stay in dreamy dreamland, he cries to the silent abyss. The, the bed represents a calming liminal state. Between the school and the, front, and the front yard. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, liminal. Let us continue on yes. to the chorus. Marvelous. Trouble. Deep. Deep trouble. Run into trouble. Where's your sense of humor, man? Deep, deep trouble. Deep, deep And they go trouble. a little something like this. Now we're into the next verse. Bart continues his journey into adulthood, into manhood. So I'm in the front yard, mowing like crazy, sweating like a pig, and the sun is blazing. Homer's in the driveway, getting in the car with Mum and Lisa. Hope they're going real far. Real far. The dad yells, Bart! And I go, yo! He goes, you done yet? And I go, no. So he goes, oh! You're too slow! So I step on the gas to speed up the mow. Didn't see that sprinkler underneath that tree. Wham! Raining on me. I go, whoa. Dad goes, do. Now you can't go to the boat show. Now you can't go to the boat show. I think what we might have here is one of the clearest... Uh, clearest threat. metaphors. Yes, one of the clearest metaphors. Yes, yes, it's certainly indeed. Yes, that links the story. An infectious. Uh, you've got an infectious accent, by the way. Oh, thank you. I think that one of the, the <laughs> such a display of sportsmanship and gallantry. No, um, I think what we have here is the clearest metaphor that links the story of Homer, the father figure, to the story of Homer, the Homer from the Odyssey. Yes, because how did certainly how did Odysseus get from place to place? Largely by boat. Largely by boat. Where can Bartholomew J. Simpson not go? To the place where they show you the boats. They show you the boats, Much as Telemachus had to stay back on Ithaca, I believe. What a dilemma for Telemachus. (laughs) An absolute Telemachus. (coughs) An absolute bloody Telemachus. Let's uh, let's unpack some of this. So, the boat show... The boat show, of course, is not what we would typically think of as a... A childhood place of desire or whimsy. It is not something that the child aspires towards. Yes. And yet Bart, Bart is denied even the simplest of pleasures in this song. Yes. The boat show is a respite. It is like the dreamy dreamland. Again, he simply, he doesn't want to be in this waking state. He doesn't want to be submitting to the trials of the patriarchy that is uh, being pushed upon him. He has no wish to mow. He has no interest in this lawn. He is in no way invested in the grass. He has no interest in mowing. I mean, as a child, the grass, your your connection to the grass is that the grass is an area of play. But for Bart, the grass is an area of work. He Uh. must toil over the grasses. He is denied the simplest of boyhood pleasures. So what you're referring to is the inherent contradiction of lawn. I suppose that is. Yes, yes. Fascinating. And of course... Let uh, us delve deeper into these lyrics. Delve deeper into the lyrics? Or perhaps the third verse. Well, uh, okay. This is my thanks. After working my butt off, Homer revs the motor, and they all start to putt off 
Soaked to the bone. Standing in a puddle. No one needs to tell me that I'm in deep, deep trouble. And then the chorus again. Homer has abandoned his son. In a bloody puddle, no less. His son is soaking and abandoned like a baby plucked from the womb and left to die. I don't think it's a puddle of amniotic fluid he's standing in. He ran over a bloody sprinkler. And what do you think the sprinkler might represent? A little Johnson? What is typically sprinkled? Uh, uh, crunchy, crunchy, crunchy... Pizza. Love. Love is sprinkled. Oh, lo- yeah. What? Love. The is love of a mother. Ah. But he's been denied this love. Uh, yes. Okay. Denied the love. Yes. The sprinkly love of a mum. <laughs> I mean, this all seems fair so far, right? And, and canon. Yes. <laughs> as soon as they're gone, I'm stretched on the lawn, looking at the sky with my sunshades on. Now, I've never ever claimed that I was a smarty, but inspiration hits me. Let's have a party. Can I point out that in the visual text accompanying this tome, (coughs) being the music video... (laughs) Certainly, yes. Yes. uh, At the time that he's laying on the front lawn with his sunshades on, he's completely nude. He is very much... He's been soaked in the liquids. He's completely nude. You're right. Maybe they were. Maybe it is a metaphor for amniotic fluids. And this is his rebirth. The arrangement of this <clears throat> of this party, of this soiree. This is not simply a rebirth. It is an attempt to return to the womb. An unsuccessful attempt. Bloody hell. This, I told you this is a deep song. It's very deep. I, I, I'm deep in the bloody puddle. I'd go so far as to call it one of the greatest songs of the 20th century. Yes. Right up there with up there, Kazali. Sounds like you love the beast. <laughs> and um, if you want to be my lover, which is also I believe that's a just called want to be. If you want to be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. Something forever. Friendship never ends. Uh, sorry, I got I got carried away. There. I love me a bit of. I tell you what, under this tweed jacket and the the corn cob pipe and the bloody big whiskers on my moustache, I love a bit of nineties pop. Well noted, sir. Let's continue on. Yes. So he's stretched on the lawn. I. Uh, he's wearing his sunshades. He can't take in the full beauty of the sky, of course. No, he needs to deflect it. Yes. He uh. He needs a disguise to hide behind, even. At his nudest. Yes. He needs a disguise. Even at this moment of his attempted return to the infant state. Yes. He understands on some level that he is protecting himself from the realities of the world. Yes. Let's continue on, shall we? Yes. Let's. Called up my posse. They were here in a flash. They brought all their pals. We started to thrash. There was romping. And stomping. An occasional crash, a fist fight or two, and Nintendo for cash. The things he loves are being corrupted here. His friends come, 
and they simply wreak havoc. Yes. Even the innocent joys of Nintendo. Turned uh, in, turned turned 742 Evergreen Terrors into a den of gambling and iniquity. A den of gambling and iniquity. Very biblical. Very biblical imagery here. Yes. I imagine any moment now, bloody Jesus is going to come in and strike them from 742. Well, shall we see what happens next? This accent's getting deeper and deeper. I'll tell you what, I'm <laughs> bloody enjoying it. <laughs> we raided the fridge. Dogs raided the trash. I got a little worried. When the windows got smashed. The next thing you know, mum and dad are home. The kids disappear and I'm all alone. Everything's silent except for my moan and the low bluesy tone of a saxophone. They look at me and they go into a huddle. Get this sinking sensation. I'm in deep fucking trouble. Bloody hell. Bloody hell indeed. Poor little chap. The windows are smashed. The windows are bloody. How are you going to keep the rain out? The dogs are raiding the trash. Raiding it. This is... This is the fall of Rome. Do you think so? Yes. And little little King Bart, his kingdom has collapsed. The parental figures have returned home and brought an end. Who were the parental figures in the fall of Rome? <laughs> uh, it, it's a metaphor. It doesn't matter. Yes, 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 certainly, 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 yes, yes, no doubt, no doubt. Yes. Uh, they look at me, they go into a huddle. His parents conspire against him, conspire to bring about his end. Oh, I thought that was more lyrics, that's why I was providing the, the thing. We go into the chorus again. Oh, yeah, well, we can skip that. But is ordered into his room, and then we move into the epilogue. And I feel like that is significant in and of itself. There's so much missing into this tale. We never get the proper conclusion. To move into the epilogue means to skip the conclusion. The conclusion is that Bart goes through his room, but we know that it's so much deeper than that. We know that his sorrow is so overwhelming. Yes. Shall I continue into the epilogue? Yes. Also, on, on your point of attempting to return to a state of infancy... Do you know what sounds an awful lot like room? Bloody womb. But at this point, he's being sent into the room. It's no longer his choice. He's not... Oh, that's in... oh no, I'll, I'll tell you what it bloody is. In an attempt for him to act out his, his, his own rebirth, he crossed the lines that society will tolerate. Their bloody window smashed. Trash is being raided. We won't stand for this. And so he had Dogs his... openly fucking in the kitchen, I can only assume. In an attempt to regain his autonomy, he had it taken from him by the father figure, his father. I really enjoy that riff, by the way. It's only stripped further from him in the epilogue. Yes. There's a little epilogue to my tale of sadness. I was dragged down the street by his royal dadness. Oh, I shouldn't have played a G major. <laughs> we rounded the corner and came to a stop. Threw me inside Jake's barbershop. I said, please, sir, just a little off the top. Dude shaved me bare, gave me a lollipop. So on my head, there's nothing but stubble. Man, I hate being in deep, deep trouble. Question, is a lollipop, do, does he mean the, the hard little sweetie, or is that a, a type of haircut? It's what we would call a lovely little sucker here. 
A lovely little rugger. You stick it in your mouth. <laughs> you bitch. suck it. And you suck and you suck. And it gives you joy and a hit of sugar. But eventually it goes away. You reach an end and you realize it was a temporary measure. Oh, they always go the away. The point of the lollipop is not to give you lasting joy. It is to distract from the pain that you are suffering through. You it mean the-, the briefest of distractions. And once that last sugar hit dissolves upon your tongue, you realize that having that distraction simply kept you from fully understanding the depth of the sorrow that if you had lived in it in that moment, maybe you'd be able to better cope with it. But by the time that lollipop is over and you realize what you have left, it's just the worst feeling of despair you can have. There's a lot more in this song than I thought there was. Because to be honest, when you played me this song first, I thought it was just really shit. Turns out... Um, Turns out you're wrong. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, it's uh, pretty good. Let's keep digging here. So, oh, is there more? Fuck, sorry. No, that's t- the end of the song. But, oh, okay. You know, we sorry. need to unpack what happens here. Oh, yes. Because Bart has already had everything taken from him. <coughs> so what do they take when there's nothing left? They take his very identity from him. They take that spiky hair that has for hair. so long defined little Bart, the little boy. Because he's known as a spiky-haired little boy. But they take that away from him. They took it away. And in doing this, they return him to his very origin because this is a recreation of one of the Tracy Ullman shorts where we originally met little Bart. I was unaware. We return him to what he once was. I'll tell you what it is. We take away the trace of his existence. We take away what he's become. We erase the journey and by cutting away the hair. It's entirely cyclical. It's entirely what? Cyclical. 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 Yes. 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 Certainly. Yes. yes. Certainly. Yes. Which brings again the, the themes of, 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 of rebirth. If it is a rebirth, though, it's not a rebirth that he chooses. No, no, no. It's one that's thrust upon him. Yes. Yes. He literally has his identity torn from his scalp. By the father figure, his father. Yes. All right. Well, my throat's sufficiently sore from doing that voice, so I'm gonna. Wait, were you putting out a voice? Oh, yeah. This is Nick, by the way. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry, that was my scholarly voice. <laughs> yes, that's, yes. That's As how an I... actual teacher, this is how I talk at all times. See, <laughs> I walk into the room and say, "Yes, yes, students. How are we today? Yes, yes. Nice to see you again, Jeeves. Yes. You bloody buffoon. That's a semicolon. You're supposed to use a colon there. You young boy. That was the sound of you thrashing one of your students. What day is this? <laughs> oh, it's Christmas data. Bloody hell. We shouldn't be here. Oh, I, I don't know where I am, sir. Do you want me to get you a turkey? Little Bart, get over here. Well, I'm in deep, deep trouble. That's my Bart. My Bart's no good. Your Bart could use work. Okay, so. All right, well. I think that we've was... established that this is a good song. Maybe the best song. Maybe the best song of all time. Mm. Uh, this has been an Eat My Shorts of Pods in the Key of... Springfield. Yeah. Uh, Wooza Wuzzle. Uh, uh, googly Doogly. <laughs> in the den, may God have mercy on us all. Yes, yes. Tune in next week for another rather ripping installment, I would expect, of Puds in the Key of Springfield. I, I do enjoy hearing those two chaps prattle on, don't you? <laughs> I love to get up my, my, my podcatcher of choice and I, just, I tune into Pitch Cost to see what's happening and hop. Oh. Yes, I find their alarming antics rather jovial. Yes. Anyway, I'm, 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 I'm off for another brandy. 
And I... I'm also going to go. Bye. See that Bye. sprinkler underneath that tree. Wham.